Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the internet's most unreliable podcast. Phil, my home. My name is Phil Balabanos. I've been on hiatus because I've been on a magical, what the fuck was that? I've been on a mythical and magical quest through the world of real estate, and I've come out on the other side, faring no better. Uh, today, I have a guest with me. It's not just me in the hole. Uh, I have a very, uh, how you say, a known face to the, the people of the PPU. That is the Pantelis Podcast Universe. I exist on the peripheries, and now I bring him into the extended universe. Emil, if you'll turn on your camera and join me in the hall. Look at the magic of Hollywood. You say turn right. on your camera, the camera turns on, the PPU, the MVU, the TCU, the everything. Bro, this is, uh, this is PPU, the, the Balabanos cut. Uh, the Bal- the so uh, are you actually part of the whole universe? Because I feel like... I, I know Poseidon's very into it, and I know that you guys have an office. No, Poseidon is for sure. Poseidon's in the universe. <laughs> He's in the. If he wasn't 100%. in the universe, something would be something would be wrong. But I do mean, you identify? Do you identify as being part of the Pantelis universe? Ah, bro, I asked the questions. Okay, <laughs> it's my show. Um, so for everyone who doesn't know. Uh, just to make it clear, we don't know each other. We've never met. No. He's been in the studio. He's creeped by my door. I mean, one time you were here doing a live and I was in the next, I was right here. I was on the other side of the wall. I was just busy. Okay. But we've never met. I don't know. And this is what I know about you, okay? From what I've, my, my fucking sleuthy mind. Uh, you're, a, you're a guy from Montreal or maybe Laval, not sure. Um, you sometimes do stand-up comedy. I'm not sure if you're like serious about it or if you're an open micer. I've yet to decide. Oh, that's Clearly. your decision. That's fantastic to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, you're looking for a home. You're engaged. And you and your fiance co-host Sanko Montel. That's what I know. Absolutely. I've been dating Jacob for the past four years now. We, we 69 with the whole thing. Uh, you actually oh, don't have that right. Hey, this is a family show. This is a family show. It's no. called Fill My Hole, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's with which a pH, bro. It's, it's with a it's pH. With a don't be dirty. Exactly. No, but I'm honestly, I mean, let's do speed dating, man. I don't know anything speed about dating. you. So you got give me like two minutes to sell, sell yourself. I'm going to sell myself. Engaged, correct. I actually got engaged in February uh, to my girlfriend, which is not Jacob. Jacob is uh, the co-host of Sans Commentaire, which is the biggest French podcast in Quebec. Not yet, eventually. If the biggest podcast in Quebec had 400 to 500 views on YouTube, then it would be ours. 400, um, 400 to 500 views on YouTube is like 10,000 views on Facebook. So don't fucking sell it short, honestly. I, I, I was very surprised, especially starting off the podcast. I'm like, these metrics are taking so much of my mind because we're immigrants. It's all about numbers. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, you know what? We'll put the numbers on the side and we're seeing a nice uh, inflection of people from the PPU actually that are actually following to, to the yeah, Sanko Montel. They're psychos. Those yeah, guys. They're, they're, they'll, they'll just latch they're, on to you. Yeah, it's great. They're, fucking, they're crazy and I love it. Uh, the best kind of amoeba. I'm, kind of, I'm a comedian, not an open micer on my own terms. Yeah, I was fucking uh, I do. Uh, I know, man. We do. Uh, I perform mostly in French. I'm an open micer in English though, in Montreal. And I opened for Pantelis, actually. We, the couple of shows we did on the road, well, a couple of shows. We had time to do one show, and then they closed fucking everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, comedian. Recently started podcasting, loving the whole experience. Um, and I shoot videos, sketches, comedic content, influencer content now, because we're starting to get uh, some What's gigs. your background, man? Like, what's your academic background? Because I was watching your one of your helper videos, which by the way, I love yeah. the helper ads. They're great. Like, <laughs> solid all around. Thanks, uh, appreciate it. Because they have this like, uh, it's funny because it, they, they have a bit of French humor because you clearly like you're from that scene. It's different, the scene, yeah. right? And, yeah. it, and it bleeds into it to the English a bit. But for yeah. me, like I'd never really watched, I mean, I didn't grow up on French comedy, uh, but I grew up on like European comedy, which is different. And it's like, okay. I mean, it's it's more basic. It's more simple. It's, it's like one big dad joke, right? A it's, lot of uh, Well, where you say European, mostly like British, or you're talking about like Greek comics? No, I uh, mean whatever language I can understand coming from like that part of the world. I've I've okay. been interested. I was curious. I was like, I don't get it. British is very dry but sticky. Very Greek yeah. Is like 
I mean, it's a lot of physical comedy. It's all like French. Yeah, Greek is like, Greek is yeah. a drunk, it's drunk comedy. Greek is, yeah, you want to yeah, be exactly. hammered. And then it's a guy that smoked 16 cigarettes in a row that's laughing from his infected uh, lungs. And yeah, you just you're sitting lung. around the table, exactly the black lung laugh. But in, um, the, in the helper videos, there's a bit of that like dry, like ethnic twang. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. helper. Like just help, help, that that retarded voice that we keep bringing back. I actually yeah, didn't even. Like, yeah. I didn't grow up watching uh, um, French comedy at all. I I think in English I perform in French, and like there's this uh, there's this Lebanese twist to my punches, which you keep. Lebanese comedy is mostly like it's a lot of roasting. It's a lot of uh, self-deprecation, and especially insulting yeah. people around you. I've so, actually experienced some Lebanese comedy in English, believe it or not. In English. Yeah, my brother, uh, my brother was Lebanese. That has nothing to do with how I experienced it. I don't know why I said that. We're just throwing it in there. Like, bro, <laughs> you just, have to, just like with the microphone, you had to throw this in there. No, it's just like, I don't remember where it was. That's why. And I thought it was that for a second. I was like, no, that wasn't it. That was just his dad telling bad jokes. Um, okay. But yeah, it's got like a, like a roast. It's definitely like a, like a racist roast. It's it the like. it's the most racist comedy and it's the best comedy in the world. It's really there's no filter. There's no when you sit down with my uncle and you're having supper, lunch, whatever. You could be black, Greek, Persian, whatever it is. He's going to destroy your ethnicity. No Jews. Like, no Jews. No. Never no <laughs> Jews. Forget about the Jews. They're crazy. Um, not the Jews. <laughs> the comments. <laughs> Thank God there's not that many Jewish comedians on the French side. On your part in the film industry, that's different though. I mean, uh, is there no Jewish French comedians? No Moroccan like French comedians? Oh, there's Gad, but Gad got cancelled last year, so uh, Gad we're doesn't good on count that. anymore. Gad doesn't count anymore. So other than that, well, actually, Jewish. I would say maybe in Europe, mostly like maybe Moroccan Jews, or um, even on the French side, there must be a couple of Jews. But I feel in Quebec, there's not francophone side, especially in the artistic uh, on the art and the art scene when it comes to comedy. I don't know that many Quebecers. Yeah, because uh, in the art scene, in the art scene in general, there's a lot of, uh, of the Jewish community is well represented. Like they have a lot yes. of really talented guys and women. I mean, I once worked for a summer at the Jewish Community Center. I was okay. uh, I was serving in the kosher restaurant. Okay. It's a really long story for another show uh, of how I got that job. But basically, I was a waiter in this kosher restaurant. And I didn't know anything about uh, like how to not make things unkosher. Like I had no <laughs> how to not make but, shrimp with the pork. <laughs> no, because they had like a separate kitchen. It was a whole thing, right? It was uh, it was like a rabbi in the kitchen. It was a whole. And they were always yelling at me because I was always getting it wrong. I'm like, I don't understand your rules. <laughs> make no sense. I don't speak Hebrew. This what is this? no, no. They spoke they spoke English. I just didn't understand. Yeah. It's like I can't even cross this door. But anyways, and uh, they had a lot of art installations upstairs, like painters and like abstract sculptors and they would come through and I'll talk with them and like there's they're doing so much stuff and then I look at like my community and it's like <laughs> I mean I don't want to for the ones of them who are doing stuff good for them like I'm happy for them but in general there's not a lot of us in the arts uh is there is there an active um other than Pantelis because Pantelis is clearly a comedian and he's done yeah well, he's, a, he's a stand-up comic right he's a stand-up comic is there an active greek art scene other than the folklore like the dancing the tip like the traditional dances and whatnot do you see greeks is there any i know there's a guy who produces music called uh, andrew pololos yeah i, I think he was he used, I think he was, he was, he my sister, he used to be a, he used to be a dj and then he started producing music is there any greeks that came out of montreal that made it and any music that made it art? well bro, yeah. look no further casey jones <laughs> no, no okay. not me uh, Elias, Elias Coteas, who played Casey Jones, just because that's how Casey everybody Jones. remembers him. In the Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, okay. okay. Yo, you're, younger than, you're younger than me, aren't you? Yeah, I you're saying Casey like, Jones. What? I'm like, 27? Oh, I'm trying to, 27, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. I, 27. No, so, wait, uh, so he, he came out of Montreal? In the 1990s, there was a movie. <laughs> there was a movie. The Ninja they Turtles. Were on cassette tapes. Okay. No, no, yeah, they were on Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah, so the, the ski mask, Casey Jones, that guy okay. who's done a ton of other stuff. I just can't remember any of it right now. He's from Park Extension. Um, there's, I can't think of anyone off the cuff right now, but okay. there's like there's like a, a select five or six, I would say, in film and cinema who have come out of Montreal. Okay. I'm not okay. famous at all, so don't count <laughs> me, obviously. 
You make a living doing what you even love, though, bro. Being famous, even though I make I make movie, bro. You know, these are your these uh, are your movies, bro. Yeah, yeah these movies, are... bro. You yeah, I make movies, movies bro. bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, movies, I never bro. sold a movie. That's not true. I have sold one movie. It was sold to a Turkish channel. Uh, one of my short films was bought by a Turkish uh, broadcaster. They played it late at night, around two in the morning. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, they paid me uh, like uh, I, th- I don't remember how many liras it was. It was like forty-seven dollars Canadian. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. They bought it from the Can uh, catalog. They're like, we like this movie. Osgur, Osgur, Osgur. We put on TV. Everything what, is forgiven. Type, Everything forgiven. What type of movie was it? It was it was like a Greek political drama, like a short. Okay, it was it was Greek and it was, it was like Greek and English. I think they were okay. it must have been some kind of multicultural like Mediterranean thing they were doing late at night. I made forty seven okay. bucks. I mean, the movie cost ten grand to make. <laughs> you made forty. So, I mean, you're only so nine, whatever nine nine thousand in the hole. I mean, it's not that bad. Oh no, we're more in the hole. We spent more money after, but it's uh, not that bad. But like, I, I would never put myself on that list. I mean, if you look at famous Greek Canadians on uh, like Wikipedia. There's like hundreds. They've all done different things. You got scientists, you got doctors, you got a whole yeah. bunch. Of I think the doctor who created the pap smear was a Greek Canadian. I don't remember if he was Canadian though. He might have been a Greek American. Okay. Okay. And, and then there's Pantelis. No, yeah, no, well, that's why it's called the pap smear, man. The pap smear. It's, it's like a pap smear. No, I think it's like Papa, Papa Giorgio, Papa Antonio. I forget. Papa Puros. But no, there's no, there's no active like Greek. Uh, art scene i mean there's some good filmmakers i've i've crossed paths with some really talented filmmakers but i mean we're the worst we we patella says it all the time i always say i talk to clients sometimes about it too like when greek people reach out to me for something there's a moment where i'm like oh fuck. Mm, like, is it worth it? it it's not always is it worth it it's like which way is this gonna go okay which way is this okay. gonna go are they reaching out because they want to work with someone from their own community because we want to support each other, which is cool. I'm down with that 100%. Or do they think because my last name has a vowel and an S at the end that they're going to get discount? They're going to get discount. No? Is that what's happening? And like, I mean, it's cool to do a discount here and there, but like, it's always, it's like, there's no support. Like, I don't know what the Lebanese community is like. And it's different for other communities because you guys are like mixed religions too, right? It's not all uniform. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, we nip that in the bud, you know, military style. We just you all the same everybody, religion, though. yeah. Everybody, everybody same religion. Yeah, everybody. But, uh, Lebanese people know. are the exact same thing. I hate because uh, I have a, I still have a day job, and whenever I have Lebanese customers showing up, do we do we talk about the day job? Is it a secret? We can't we can't secret? we can't name the company, but I do. That's uh, fine. Like I don't senior tech support, uh, tech support. Your senior mostly. tech support. Senior tech support. Your your six shades um, too white. Six shades too white. Maybe the light here is going to make me a bit maybe, uh, maybe. tannered. But whenever I hear a customer starting, whenever I hear uh, Arabic, the managers always show up like, hey, by the way, this guy only speaks Arabic. Can you go and help him out? And I dread these moments because they try to get discounts or a hookup in places that there's no hookups to give. I'm serving a customer. He's like, my phone is damaged. The, I, I don't have a backup. I'm like, okay, if you don't have a backup, there's no way to retrieve the data. He's like, okay, but the phone is damaged. I don't have a backup. What can you do? I'm like, it's physically impossible to retrieve the data from your phone because it's physically damaged. Is this a young guy or an old guy though? Older man. And sorry, older man. I'll rectify. 40s, Lebanese. Clearly first generation, not old at all. But he has like this, he knows the, the negative aspects of this Lebanese trying to deal. He tries to actively fight them, but it's, it's in his he biology. He can't help it. So it's, it's physically broken. I can't do anything. He looks at me and he goes in Arabic, but hook me up. I just fucking told you the thing is broken. There's nothing. There's literally, if, if God came here and he's like, please retrieve the data from this phone, I can't. And you don't know that. He, you don't know that. If God came down, he could do anything. I, I apologize. God could take. He just fixed <laughs> like Your Boom. pictures are. It bad. also makes wine now. <laughs> but yeah. by the way, he looked at me. He's like, after he asked for the hookup, he's like, he said in Arabic, "Zabitliya," meaning like, fix it for me. He looked at me and he apologized. He's like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> he oh, said, this, "I'm this sorry." Is, this isn't a face-to-face encounter. This is a face-to-face encounter. He, the guy is in front of me, and after he asked for a hookup, he apologized for his Lebanese-ness. He's like, "I cannot help." 
Now that you said that, even though you didn't tell me the company, now that I realized what you're doing in person, I you realized exactly know where we're that <laughs> we have a one degree of separation that I had completely forgotten about. You can shoot a first name, I'll confirm it. We probably do. We do. He looks Is a lot he like still there? He looks a lot like you. Yes, of course. It's all, yes. uh, he used to have a big beard. Yeah, does he not have it? I haven't seen him since before COVID. He's my cousin. Beard, uh, a bit. Oh, he's your cousin. I mean, I tell non-Greek people he's my cousin. Not actually my cousin. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just not too much of an explanation. He looks like you if you would give up tomorrow, basically. If I would give up tomorrow? If you would give up on life tomorrow, physically speaking, you'd start looking like him. I'd get taller. That's fucking cool. That's I taller. Up, I'm you, <laughs> you get a bit taller. So there's this. So yeah, that's that's why. Because so, I remember when I first started doing podcasts with uh, P, he had reached out to me and he's like, uh, yo, I saw that you're doing this. I'm like, how do you know that? Like, Because I, I know most of my, my close friends refuse to watch yeah. anything I do. Uh, yeah, okay, we can't sure. watch you. I'm like, that's for fair. Sure. And he's like, yeah, because Emil, who's a stand-up comic, I'm like, who the fuck is Emil? <laughs> By the way, I, we're speaking now like if we've known each other for years. I've, this is the first time we actually speak. Yeah, that's why I started the show off by saying we've yeah. never met. We don't know each we've other. Never uh, we've but, never met. We've never met. And I even told you when I reached out to you to do the show, um, I try not to have any of his guests on the show because, I mean, it's a lot of the same viewers. But I just yeah. felt like this would work. <laughs> this uh, like, it clicked before we like uh, we weren't even sugarcoating the messages. It's like one day I think no, we were yeah, trying yeah. to find no. it. Both both of us forgot, and like exactly. you texted me, I'm like, yo, by the way, straight up, I forgot too. There's no, I completely no, forgot. Um, it's not even that I forgot. That. It's uh, that's another thing. That this is what I'm gonna get to now. Like you're you're looking for a home right now. Not even talk about it. <laughs> I want to talk about it because I I need to speak to someone who's experiencing this. It doesn't. Okay, this is my been this has been my experience so far. Okay, I'll, I'll do I'll do like a small recap. I wake up in the morning. Uh, I look around at the condo that I've loved for ten years because it's fucking awesome, but we don't fit in anymore. I got two kids now, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I pick up my phone and I see my automated matrix messages. Okay. Classic. Six listings that could fit my criteria. That's fucking more than yesterday. The first one. I mean, I couldn't even call it a house if I had to. <laughs> even uh, if you tried actually today i got a mobile home it hit <laughs> I gotta cut I that out. It. we yeah. were looking for yeah that's like keep, keep going like a mobile home a mobile like yeah. you could pick it up and a, move trailer. It. Yeah, a trailer yeah it was only eighty nine thousand dollars. i'll be honest i thought Wait, about it, it i can Sanada? tear it down yes was you saw Sanada? it huh? okay i saw yeah. that one <laughs> we were thinking of actually buying it and instead of renting it studio, just tear it Either tearing it down or even for our studio. Instead of just renting a studio, we'd buy the we'd buy the lot, but you have to pay. This is the mobile home. You need to rent the the the, the terrain. You need to rent the. Oh, you're buying the home. I don't know if you saw the specifics. You're buying just the physical box. Okay. No. Yeah. No. I stopped looking because when I when I went to Street View on it, I was like, "What the fuck is this house? No house here. This is like the techno center of Ilsen Laurent." So I'm looking around. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? So my wife's yeah. like, I'm not going to go live, build a house on the edge of a mobile home. I go, why? We have all these people who would do cheap labor. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> funny that you saw it on DuProprio, right? On DuProprio. You need yeah, to run the lot. Obviously, the yeah. sketchy yeah. shit's on DuProprio. Yeah. But uh, so that came up. Then I saw another house. I'm like, this is a nice house. Medium size, starter home, good neighborhood, north of the 40, which I mean, I, I'd like to stay south of the 40, but that's fine. Whatever. I look at it, a million dollars. When I was a kid, a million dollars was like richy rich money. Now I'm like, I need a million dollars to buy a three bedroom. You're looking for a three bedroom in Montreal? <laughs> you don't want to go, let's say, towards Beval or uh, uh, look, higher up? My, my kids go to school in uh, like near Outremont. I'd okay. like to keep them in that school. You uh, want to make parents... sure that they stay Jewish? Yes, ex absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the Greek school that they're in, keeps them really Jewish. <laughs> But, uh, and my parents are like in Codenege, like I grew okay. up in Codenege. Okay. I'm not a Park X kid. I'm not a Laval kid. I'm like, I, I grew up in, in the hood, bro. Yeah. So I want to go back to the hood, but the hood is too expensive. The hood is it's crazy. It's crazy prices, crazy asking prices. Have you put an offer yet on any of these houses? I've come close to getting my offer to them. But okay. by the time my guy drafts it up, they have an accepted offer. Like so, we went, uh, the one house that we really wanted to make an offer one, and we're like, we're going to do this. This house pops up in Laval, super funky, weird, 
like mid-century home, right? We're like, okay. first exit off the 15. It's basically Perfect. Montreal. Yeah. You go there, there's like 40 visits, maybe 50 visits. And we're like waiting in line outside with people. We're all staring at each other like, fuck you, this is my house. <laughs> fuck you. Come with a bow and arrow just fucking And they were asking, people. they were asking, yeah. They were asking for like 520, which isn't crazy. I mean, it's not a lot of money for a big, it's a big house. It's a really big house. If it's a big house. It's a, it's a reasonable asking price, but the asking price is meaningless. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I started this process before we sold, I would look at a house and go, you want 600? Mm, I give you 580. Like, that's how I was looking at stuff. Now I'm like, 650, I can't afford 850. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. 650, 3.5 million is way over my budget. No, it, we it's put, fucking crazy. So this is the third offer we got the night uh, yesterday. How high Actually, over did you go? Rest in peace, 20,000. I, that's not bad. I've heard $70,000 over ask refused. So we're looking for condos. And I like my area in Ahuntsic. Like? What part of the city? So I was born and raised in Ahuntsic. Okay. Uh, scratch off Ahuntsic for now because we're looking at prices and it's ridiculous. And it's also for way smaller units. We're looking for, let's say, a thousand square feet. We need two bedrooms. Uh, okay. We both I mean, need that, an office. That's what, I have. that's what I have now. I had like, uh, I think I have 1,100 square feet, two bed, two bath. Which area? <laughs> you don't want to know <laughs> i don't like telling people <laughs> TMR. Not probably, bro. no i live in the town tmr okay but like so, I, like I, i like to make it clear i live right on the edge of the town like for my friend right Doris in montreal yeah, exactly it's not i'm not you're hovering around you just say that you're a millionaire and that turkish movie you sold it for 10 million, yeah, 10 million. 47. It, to be fair it's my wife's condo she had it before we got married that's that's the move jacob met his girlfriend she already had the condo He just came in. He's like, how much do I put down? He gave his portion. And then he's like, good, this is our condo now. This is the move. So we're starting to look now. But, and what move? Been... I didn't put nothing down. <laughs> That's even better. You're, you're a genius. You're I mean, I, pay, I paid it. We like, I contribute to live there, but like she owned no, it. No, but still, if she, if she owned yeah. it, then just uh, you, All, you the, the, move, in, then... the move in Quebec, my friend, is put the ring on and it's That's yours. It. That's, That's it. it. I it. fucked up. I put the ring on, but none of us have anything. So then we have to build together and we have to love each other in that uh, union of uh, finances. Uh, it's, it's, it's a stressful way to start a marriage. I'm glad we didn't have to do it. Good, best of luck to you. That's, that's the thing. So we, we, we started looking around September, which okay. it was crazy, but it wasn't what it is now. No, no, no. And then we started being very active and serious about it around January. First unit we find uh loving it book the visit we leave the visit <laughs> our realtor turns around he's like there's already seven offers by the way just a heads up like and by the way one thing that they're starting to do now which they used to never do is they book the visits for 48 hours yeah and then the third day they take all the offers which that was never how it was done and then, oh, fucking growing up all you would hear is oh you grew up first thing you buy a condo you rent it or you sell it then you buy a house It's not like this anymore. That's not how it fucking works. So we, we put an offer actually two days ago. We went to visit a, a condo in Duvernay. Asking price, $375. Okay? In Duvernay? In Duvernay, but right on the 19th. So $19,440. Like you're, you're not even seven minutes away from Montreal. Nine, the 19th. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting heart palpitations. <laughs> I the look way, at houses um, in Duvernay sometimes, and I'm, I, I, I stop myself. I go, what are you doing? What 16-year-old you would kill you right now? Listen, I'm, I'm, we're looking at Laval. I want, I want to build Laval's a Laval's fine. Laval is okay. Not But Duvernay. by the way, it's not Duvernay, Duvernay. It's really on the 19th and the 440, meaning you're eight minutes away from Montreal, not even. Seven minutes. Yeah, it's straight on. not the nice part of Montreal. You're eight minutes away from the 19th. From the 19th, I'll give you a But then you're like... Yeah, like Montreal, no. <laughs> you're like you can go buy drugs quick, but like you're not going to do anything else there. But you're another eight minutes from a hunting. So you're 16 minutes from civilization. Yeah, but see, that's what you got to keep in mind is like, for me, this, my center of the island is between Chabanel, Boitsaragé, and Codenerj. Because these are the places I need to be, right? Like my in-laws, my parents. To, yeah, your in-laws. So I have this 100%. big ass triangle, which is already, they're all pretty far apart from each other. So 100%. Like, a hunting but when you're at the point. Like, would be great. A hunting is fantastic, by the way, It's but crazy. the prices of the prices are are getting to a ridiculous amount. So we went to visit, visit this condo in uh, in Duvernay, eleven uh, hundred square feet, renovated Ooh. to the T, 2014 oh. build, 2014. Beautiful, okay. beautiful unit, nine foot ceilings. Uh, you walk in, 
it's very it's i love walking into a condo and it feels spacious like there's big yeah. windows you didn't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. put a cent in renovation we look turnkey. asking price 370 it's turnkey because dishwasher uh stove fridge everything included you just gotta move included. in and put your dick on things you're done but you put your dick on the table you put your dick on the floor yeah. everything's perfect it's yours and also when i started looking by the way i was telling my girlfriend we're not even looking at units more than 350 i'm not even discussing it Let's stick to budgets. Let's stick to making. I remember it. those days. I'm like, we're sticking to the budget. We're not going a cent over just to make sure, like, you know, if you lose your job, if I lose my job, if whatever it is, yeah, we stay course. on top of it. You don't want to be too much. Three fifty now for a condo, even in Laval. If you're not putting fifty thousand dollars of renovations in them, you don't even want to live there. You're even, I mean, you don't I, even want. I don't know the even. condo market as well because, like, I'm not looking. Yeah. Like, I really don't want to do a condo again. I loved it for ten years. Uh, I mean, you have kids now, so it's, it's not even. It's the long, It's the lifestyle. There's bigger condos. I could get a bigger ground floor condo, and I'd be comfortable. It's not that. It's, I'm sick of paying condo fees. Okay, that's true. My condo fees are like 400 bucks a month. Oh wow! I mean, I live in TMR. Like I. Well, that's what you get. That's he's done to that. I, I, we have a <laughs> pool. We have a gym. It's like how many times do you use it? How many times do you use it? A year. I swam. I've lived there for ten, uh, not ten years. It's like uh, we've lived there for nine years or eight and a half. If my wife watches, she's gonna be so mad because that means I can't remember when we got married. <laughs> nine <laughs> years. Been, nine years. I got married in 2013, so I've lived there since 2013. Okay. Um, I've swam in the pool maybe five times. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, and I used the gym one time because I needed one of the the weights to hold open the pool door because it was broken. <laughs> for that I mean, one time. That's it. That's and that it. costs you 400 bucks uh, a month. I mean, it's also landscaping, underground parking maintenance. Uh, For sure. There's a bunch of stuff. My it's building used to be all, 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 all young couples, like my, my age, uh, the, the whole building. So it was like 30, I would say 30% of them weren't young couples, but that 30% okay. was all old retirees. Yeah. Now my building is like completely <laughs> shifted. People are selling constantly. I mean, over the, the course of time. Uh, yeah. My floor used to have like a, a Lebanese guy, a Greek guy. Uh, there was like a Haitian dude. Uh, there was another Greek guy. There was a, a Jewish couple, like a, like a good mix of just different. There was like a Korean couple. Now it's like Chinese couple, Chinese couple, Chinese couple, Chinese couple, Chinese couple. Us, the old uh, Jewish guy who lives, he's like never leaving the building. They're going to bury him in it. Yeah. And my neighbor, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> he probably bought it. It was $36,000 when he bought it. He bought two units. It was it's sick. Wow. Like, oh, well, no, we bought it when it was built. That's why, that's why we were okay, able it was a to new buy build. it. Okay, okay, okay. My wife showed up on like the last day. She's like, you got any units left over? They're like, uh, yeah, but they're probably going to build a big sky rise on your side. My wife's like, whatever, we'll take it. Yeah. And we took it. And in the end, they built the building on the other side. Oh, and we got, wow. We, we're completely unobstructed. Oh, wow. That's so like uh... my neighbors down the hall have my identical unit, but they're looking in because my sister lives in the building next door. Okay. Uh, they're looking into my sister's bedroom, like, like that's, the way I am. Screen, they're so, so close to buildings. My side, okay. we sold for like significantly more than they did. It's the same unit. Wait, sorry, you already sold? Yeah, we sold. I'm I'm on a deadline. I gotta find a house. So you're on a streets. deadline. Okay. So I'm yeah. I'm here crying like, oh, we can't find a condo. We can't find a condo. I still have my I, I still live at my parents. She still have at hers. So like we're I'm not in my the... parents too, probably soon. <laughs> So what's the plan if ever you don't find uh, within what's the occupancy? I mean, I gotta be out by because we negotiated rent for a couple months, so okay. like we sold okay. so we can get our money and we're paying. And you, they kept you, some you for rent. It. Okay, uh, we gotta be in a new place and not in her place by July first. By July first, okay. I mean, you, you still have not uh, you bad, still have... but with all the rentals that we're probably gonna need to do to stay on budget. That's the that's the problem now. Because you see, this unit was in in Duvernay again. Location, I never thought I would go to that part of Laval. We we yeah. were looking on Saint Martin, Chamery, these areas which yeah, are Chamery, right Laval de la Pizza, okay too. Exactly, but yeah. you see, Duvernay, that section of Duvernay, is this is a 2014 build. Houses all around, brand new. Yeah. You're 30 seconds away from Walmart, IGA, whatever it is. There's the Mega Centre right next to it, uh, in that area. So. We fell in love with it. We were the first to visit. We gave an offer the second we left. We left. We already put an offer asking price. We knew that it wasn't going to go for asking Pen, price. Like pending inspection or no? No, we're, we didn't even. We took a, the oh, inspection fuck. out. Oh, you're there. Took the, you inspection out. Took the inspection out. We told them, well, 
uh, we we spoke to the realtor. I spoke to my brother. He's in the business. He's like, you guys don't need an inspection inspection for this. Like the unit your brother, was. Your brother's a realtor. He's a notary. Oh, he's a notary. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a good racket, man. Good for him. Notary yeah, is a good racket. A, well, like, he just switched. It is crazy. Like, oh, I'll, I'll pay me some money. Why? I'm gonna read this shit for you. Okay. Oh, by the way, that's what you think. My brother's a notary. He he became a mortgage broker because he was done with being a notary. Oh, he really? just switched. He just switched I mean, during the pandemic. So he even though because... you did that whole thing about uh, like fuck the notary, yeah, about... the whole... <laughs> not your the, brother's the, a notary, yeah. My brother's a notary. And, and not notary. He... Sorry, not fuck the notaries. Fuck the mortgage brokers. He's now a mortgage broker, not a real estate agent. He's a mortgage broker now. He switched. Oh right, yeah. Sorry, it's, it's all one fucking thing to me. It's all one fucking thing, but yeah. he used to work. By the way, people think that you show up to the notary, you sign. The responsibility that a notary has after signing. They take the all papers, the money. What do you mean? He barely makes any money on the on his files. You have the he would so my brother would be sitting. Okay. No, no I mean you, they transfer oh, yeah. all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. they have the responsibility of the money, but yeah. they don't see a cent from that money. My brother told me that the margins are so low, and he's a high volume notary. So he started that job. He hated it. He just did it for my parents, and even my parents hated the fact that he he became a notary. Uh, you so, couldn't be a lawyer. You not even a lawyer. You couldn't be a doctor. Forget about lawyer. Forget about anything. There's nothing on the. This it's not even a joke. But my my brother was graduating, and my dad would keep repeating to him like, "Why don't you become a doctor?" He's like, "I didn't even notary. study physics. I'm a notary. I stopped doing math in like fucking sec five. Like it's not the." So he he would be sitting. You'd have the real estate agent taking his commission, the mortgage broker taking the commission, and him doing fucking eighty percent of the work. Of the yeah. background verifications, the responsibility, try, taking in the money, making sure the money. Yeah, but if you, right you fall on a bad notary, like my sale that we just did, because we didn't choose the notary, we fell on this fucking piece of shit notary. What a buffoon. Okay. He, oh, fuck. He sent us the breakdown of what we were paying, and we're like, whatever. And then the day, like right before, there was all these new fees, like thousands of dollars in fees. And we're like, what is this? He's like, ah, you couldn't speak English, couldn't speak French, mostly <laughs> where he was from. And uh, my <laughs> wife calls him and she's like, what is this? He goes, well, you don't have this certificate. I'm like, we do have it. We showed it to you. Yeah, but it's over 10 years old. We're like, no, it's like one month shy of 10 years old. Same, yeah. diff- same, same. We're like, same, not same, same. same. Not same, <laughs> same. Very different. Like, Actually, it's different and not same. He goes, yeah, but since you have to get a new one, you have to pay for it. We're like, fine. It costs like 300 bucks to get it. Why are you charging okay. me? I don't remember the numbers, but like 1500. He's yeah. like, well because I have to get it now and I have to pay to have it expedited. We're like, yeah, but we could have done that if you had just told us that. Yeah. And you would have paid the $100 extra and not, you know, the extra $900. He goes, ah, you know, I very clear, you make mistake. I was like, excuse me. And my wife like lost it on him. She's like, I'm going to report you to the fucking whatever order you, you, you're a part no, of. Like, not that, yeah, you're fucking stealing from us. So then he goes, ah, blah, blah, like yells at her something incoherent. She yells at him. They hang up. And right before he goes, we have to cancel deal. And he hangs up. And my wife's like, did he just fucking threaten me? Oh, and wow. so we call my realtor, who's my wife's cousin, uh, obviously. Yeah, classic. <laughs> and he's like, ah, he can't do that. Don't worry. Like, I'll, I'll call him. I'll figure it out. But what he didn't know was our realtor owns the banner that gives him like 70% of all his like oh. sales. He thought we just had a realtor from there. He didn't know who our realtor yeah. was. He didn't pay attention. So my realtor's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I, I took care of it. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Like, so he's like, I wave all my fees. He waved all his fees. <laughs> I love you I guys. All my fees, best. please don't blacklist me. I'm like, what are we going to do? He goes, we're going to continue and I'm going to blacklist you. How does this <laughs> like, person end up it. being a notary? It's what? like such a high level. How does a person like this end up being a notary if he barely speaks uh, I mean, English? If you have a niche clientele that you serve, like greek notaries in the 80s had a bunch of greek people who didn't speak english yeah that's, that's a little uh, bit of english they were like yeah. to them. same thing yeah. with the same thing with everyone i mean it's not that yeah. strange it's just he was so rude yeah so rude and when i went to get our check by the way my mom just bullet texted me houses from centrist bam bam bam, bam. <laughs> by the way i can show you my texts that's all we see that's all it is hello i invite you to view this property on centrist bro i, I want to show you right there <laughs> right there i just honestly i never this. thought this would be my 30s this is my exactly i don't know if it can focus it can uh, i won't it won't focus I, I believe you anyways oh yeah there it is hello that's a hello me and my wife have a system now we don't even send the links because if you don't look at it in the app it's hard to look at 
We just yeah. send numbers to each other. Just if you look, it looks like we're writing in code, just fucking listing numbers. Brr. But by the way, you become a, you become a realtor. I mean, I love my my realtor is a, a friend of mine, and he's a he worked with my brother for a long time. But we're so addicted to the process now, and we're so like fuck, we need to find the unit that we're like refreshing centuries. We're sending him units. He doesn't have time to. I find listings before the automated sends me stuff sometimes. <laughs> That's the I'm thing. I'm not even joking. Like sometimes I'm, even, he's like, where did you find this? I'm like, it's here. I saw it. But that's the uh, thing. It's, it's, not it's even. It's not fun, by the way, for anybody. Because we had a podcast, Jacob and I. We had an episode called Schwetzier, and we roasted real uh, realtors. Like we went. Yeah, that's what deep. I was talking about before. I watched that. We yeah. went deep. We got fucking. They were. I got some messages. Well, we got two types of messages. I got death threats, and then I got on the other hand a realtor that's like, I love that podcast. I want to sponsor you guys, and then he sponsored that's us cool. for. He went to us. He's like, listen, you guys went in. He sponsored us. And we ended up inviting him on the podcast. He was our first guest. We spoke about what's going well, on. We've never in had a guest before. We've never had a guest. We're, it's our, we're at so, 45 well, episodes. Never. I want to I ask you about Sanko Mantel, actually. So, like, yeah. Jacob is what? Like a childhood friend? Or you guys no. met later? No. no. Uh, Jacob's, a, Jacob's a comedian. I've known him for, I would say, three, four years now. We would do shows together oh, okay. here and there. Yeah, But never like this tight relationship and i'm uh i'm not a social bug i'm very introvert when it comes to that stuff so let's say in the green room i won't go up to other comics try to pr and whatnot i do my shit i do my sets and i leave so in like end of 2019 jacob comes up comes up to me he's like hey do you want to just go right at a coffee shop and i'm like oh okay i've never done this like why not and you know like at the beginning of the podcast you said we had this thing where we knew it would click with Jacob, I don't know if it's like this this ethnic background or he's Lebanese, Armenian, Spanish. He's like a mix of, I just trusted him. So we went, we started shooting the shit in the coffee shop and we would be laughing so loud and like yelling obscenities. So that <laughs> to the point where the people would be looking at us like, why the fuck are you guys here? Just fucking. It's a weird first date. It's a weird first date. Like you guys can suck each other off in your car or like, why, why are you doing it here? So he didn't want to initially start doing a podcast and. 2019 finished beginning of so we started the uh, we started writing together and uh, performing together and we started hooking uh, like he would hook me up for shows I would hook him up for shows and then the pandemic started and we were just facetiming every day like for hours and then crying laughing brainstorming writing ideas and I've been saying I want to do a podcast for three years now every day I want to do a podcast I want to do a podcast I want to do a podcast never did it bought them the equipment three years ago never did anything and he didn't want to start one because it's always like everybody has a podcast. Why am I going to do a podcast? Yeah. Like, yo, we're shooting the shit. Let's build the podcast. Let's start releasing the episodes. And then if we get a following from there, good. If not, we're just, we're enjoying the process. Yeah, and exactly. yo, I'm, I'm even surprised by the following that we're getting. Uh, where we had, no, it looks we like never, you guys are really growing quickly. We're growing. We never had any guests. So there was no outside other than the realtor. But I mean, there wasn't like a, a, a big poll crowd-wise mm -hmm. and i used to put on this show called haboobs and alus with a comedian who stopped doing comedy called Tixit. it was like yeah, this multi was, i'm aware of i remember Habubs yeah Pantelis yeah. was actually on on one of that, these, that's why uh, i know it yeah yeah he was on it and we used to host this show at vanier it was every three months uh it's uh, a show I that can't. takes around uh, it, they have a beautiful venue by the way their their theater yeah, is beautiful it's a fantastic venue the day before the show being that our following are mostly immigrants, we would have like 50 tickets sold out of 400. Everybody at the 60, door? Everybody at the door, everybody buying the same day. I would be, right before I would come up on stage, my phone would be just going crazy because I would see the Eventbrite notifications just starting to show up the minute before. We started doing the podcast with Jacob and right after the first confinement, we got out. And end of October, we were planning on doing a benefit for Lebanon. Okay. So we shot, we shot the promos. We had everything. We released the tickets. We sold out two shows the same day. Really? After we, it was a hundred tickets that were sold the same day. Hmm. So we saw that this podcast starting to have a pull. Jacob went to do Suze Kut with Mike Ward in Valdo. So they went to Valdo, which is. Oh six, yeah, I remember seeing away. that actually. Yeah. So he went there and he was in the venue and he asked. Does anybody listen to son commentaire? And you had like 10 people starting to clap and they started yelling our inside jokes. Like it's the way we say good, uh, that, that's fucking awesome. But it's also, it's a good title. 
Sans commentaire, it's just super clean. And I was so, curious to ask you how, um, yeah. I know you asked the questions, but I'm curious because especially yeah, being, uh, your business is art, basically you shoot content and what's your main source of income? Is it mostly commercials? Is it mostly do you do? Because I have a, I met this guy, they're called Rebellion Films. They're two Italian guys. Yeah, and yeah. they do like documentaries, but really ethnic documentaries, which I didn't even know there was a niche market for this. And you said that big niche is a big niche. You market sold you sold your movie or your short film to like these Turkish channels, and he's like, yeah. "Yeah, we got sponsored by a government grant for Italian movies and whatnot." So I was curious, like, so are is there? Do you decide where you want to focus, or no? It's whatever's coming in. You try to I mean, juggle with that. Over the years, during down periods. Um, like where there's not a lot of work, like I'll start a project on my own, right? Uh, nine times out of 10, I get busy with commercial work. So I, it ends up falling to the side. I mean, sometimes I finish them. Like those three movies on the wall, I finished. They're not okay. dark, so like they're short films, they're, they're fiction. Um, I've been working on a document. Script, script yeah, the whole yeah, thing. script the, the screen okay. from the beginning. Uh, what, the first one, like, the, like you can't really see them, but the black and white one was part of a film race that I entered. You got okay. like 48 hours to make a movie where they give you a theme and that was it it was a, it was a greek thing it was called the greek america foundation we had gone to like uh, the states and toronto and whatever um and i think what was the theme of fucking sudocracy it was it was something super like played out um it was plato's allegory of the cave okay okay so like perception and that kind of stuff right okay uh and everyone made the same like trash just fucking <laughs> just garbage. Greek diaspora garbage. People waving <laughs> Greek flags and and ours Every, is like even, a fucking <laughs> psychological thriller with like R-rated violence at the end. And they probably like did, was was the jury Greek? The jury was Greek. The audience was Greek. It was a Greek festival. Greek Greek Americans though. Okay. Like every other movie was literally like fucking little bow on it, a little Greek flag. It's like, we love the country so much and how we perceive it is so nice. Okay. And then ours comes out, it's like, starts off with like fucking blues guitar, like, bah, bah, bah. and there's a guy getting interrogated at customs. Like it's hard. It starts hard. Like it goes all What the was way. the reaction being in the fact that, especially that it was such a contest that is so culturally focused and especially the content that they were giving, how did last. people perceive yours? <laughs> it played last. Well played, by the way. Nice. I like that. How do people perceive us? Uh, it played last. Um, we didn't win. I'll tell you that much. We came in second. Okay. At the end, there's like a shocking moment of gratuitous violence that like we don't allude to. It. You don't see it coming. <laughs> it's not built up, but it's completely forgivable. Like it's not out of context. But okay. the sound effect was so good. Like the, the skull breaking. Yeah. Like okay. women gasped. <laughs> oh, like, was, wow. like for me that I, I hate watching... Uh, my own movies and with people like i don't like it at all it makes me if i feel like i'm naked yeah, that's what it feels like yeah, it feels like i'm naked and it's cold out. yeah it's exactly that but i love sitting because theater is always dark so you can sit at the front looking back if you want okay so i love to sit at the front and watch the audience watch you see where they get bored you see where they're like oh i feel what he did there it's very nice yeah so it's interesting uh there there was like major like gasp like people threw the popcorn went up in the air and <laughs> the then movie ends. Thing, the fucking movie ends and you're like yes 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 i'm a martin scorsese this is, so, yeah, like, that one did okay the second one is like a sequel to the first one but like different okay. characters like the themes are sequeled it's about greek neo-nazis so like it, okay? it's, it's also very violent very dark uh it has problems like it, it's not a perfect short film like there's stuff i wish i could redo I mean, I think okay. I did a podcast where I trash-talked it. I don't remember. Oh, that's fucking sick. That's actually a sick concept where it promotes it, the movie and also you get to... Yeah, I think it was a vlog, actually, like because I used to do vlogs years ago. And the last one is a zombie movie. Like, straight up, it's a zombie movie. A straight up, no filter, just, just it, no, no Greek, movie. No Greek nothing, just fucking No Greek zombies. nothing. Okay. Just zombies and everyone's going to die. And that was just a personal project that you wanted to do? There or was it in projects. The... There were ways okay. for me to waste money. I was going to uh, ask you the funding for these movies because let's say we're shooting uh, whenever you shoot something you need a, you need staff, you need uh, equipment you need uh, XYZ, where my, do you get the funding uh, from? My real talent if I, if I have it, if they have to write like he was good at on my tombstone I'm good at getting people to do things for me 
Oh, sure. Like, okay. I'm really good at inspiring people, like, to, to band behind me to do something. Like, <laughs> free. I get so into it. They're like, he's so into it. This is a good idea. We should do it. He has no money. Zombie, this neo-Nazi yeah. Greek movie seems like a very yeah. good idea. This seems like it's going to be important at, at Sundance or maybe TIFF. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Have you ever been cool. to that level where you, you submitted a movie to Cannes or to any All of these bigger... All three movies they went to Cannes. Cannes. They, didn't go the to, they weren't in competition, though. So what's the process to submit so there, a movie there's to two, there's, okay, So when I want to impress clients, I tell them, I go, well, I'm Cannes accredited, which I am. It's, it's the truth. Okay. But the thing is, I wasn't in competition at Cannes. I was in okay. the film catalog, which means, effectively, I paid $75 and my movie wasn't total trash. <laughs> this, so they this put is me in the much... catalog and that's, how it is? You get put in, that's what it is i mean look we joke about we've joked about it over the years because the first time we got in we were like what the fuck the second time we got in we're like this movie's good but maybe there was no good movies this year the third time we're like this is a zombie movie they clearly don't care like so maybe but i've spoken to people who are like yeah, yeah they'll take anyone and i've spoken to other people who are like don't sell yourself short there's a process okay um, I know that I wasn't in competition, but I also know based on the catalog and the stats you get, how many views you get. Because what they, they set up these like booths where you can go in and watch shorts. It's a market, right? It's a marketplace. You can buy movies. I, I've actually sold all three of these at some point for like the rights to TV, like little things. Okay. Uh, honestly, as a filmmaker, I'm, I'm a terrible filmmaker uh, from the business standpoint. Like I'm shitty at it because I'm bad at raising money. I'm good at getting people to work for free, but I'm bad at getting like, the financing. Okay. Like all three okay. movies went, uh, like I mean, I've made other movies, but these are the ones that like went to competition and stuff. All three had Indiegogo funding. All three had private funding and still I made no money. Nobody got paid and uh, we didn't break even. So when you go for private funding, the goal is to, let's say, screen the movie, get the funds and then repay everybody that paid you back. So, in the end, like you were in the red for all these movies or how does it work? Like, how can no, you sustain? Nobody this? gave me money as an investment to get it back. It was like, yeah, this is fun. We'll give you some cash. Like the best kind of investor. Okay. In a movie, um, sorry, my chair got stuck on the Congress. floor. Uh, the best kind of investor in a movie is the kind of guy who's like, yeah, I don't really need to make money, but I have this $10,000 and this seems fun. I want to, I want to be a producer. Okay. The they want their name like, on the thing. It's the same way Pantelis sells Patreon accounts. Yes, they're getting uh, value. They're getting content. They're getting, I don't mean just Pantelis, but anybody, right? Who have yeah. Patreon. You're selling them a service. You're giving them entertainment. But at the same time, what ends up happening is for like an extra dollar, I could be a producer. Yeah. To me, the word producer is like, who cares? Because all the producers I've ever We know what a producer is. Most of the producers, they don't do anything. Yeah. Like a lot of these like executive producers on like small projects, it's someone's best friend or cousin. Classic. But like to uh, someone who's not been in the industry ever, producer seems like a big time job. Like I remember the first time I went to Axis, the film union, when I started doing my 101 courses so I can get into the union, which I never did, by the way. I like I gave up on it. Um. (laughs) These union shit, by the way, that's a parenthesis, these unions... Like getting the credits, getting the whatever, it's such a pain. There's yeah. no need, like, there's no need anymore. It, what it's done is it's driven up the cost of things. And when you really think about it, like, this is not a dangerous job. I mean, gaffing and like working on set can be dangerous, but like an actor's job is not dangerous. No. Nine times out of 10. There's yeah. always an exception. Do they really need a union? They're not factory workers. You know what I mean? So like, I know all this like super talented pool of people that I don't have access to for a lot of projects like commercial because they're unionized. And my client, which is like, you know, I'm going to, these aren't my clients. I'm just using something like Bergam hamburgers, whatever. Yeah. Like uh, Mr. They don't Fox, have whatever it is. Yeah. $4,000 a day to spend <laughs> on some nobody. Cause they're nobody. Yeah, exactly. they're not famous. No, they're like working actors. And because of this union, I feel like they're missing out on work. They are. I mean, they get, they get, they get good day rates. Right. So like there's that when they do work, but still like you talk to them and they're like, yeah, sometimes I regret it. But so once once you're unionized, you can't work non-union. There's exceptions, but it's complicated. Then the union gets involved. And if you don't tell them and they find out, they can throw you out of the union. It's a whole fucking thing. Okay. And the Quebec union is the mafia. The, like, like, uh, ACTRA. Udea also. Like ACTRA is not only Quebec, but like 
they're all fucking the mafias. They're just big. They're basically mafias. They're actually like, fuck. I can't upset the union. I can't. I can't upset the union. <laughs> I, can't, I can't upset the union. They're just terrified because they're gonna lose their credits. And then you have but people like me, who I think has Udaya credits. He's like, bro, fuck them. <laughs> he bro, doesn't give a shit. Fuck them, man. He doesn't fuck even know even, if he has credits. I, I had, I did two tapings. I think two. Well, no, I did one stand-up set uh, last year, and then I had another TV, some sort of uh, tournage. And we were speaking with comics, and they're like, "Oh, did you apply for your credits?" I'm like, "What the fuck is a credit?" They're like, "Yeah, you. These are these are union credits that you can but use. You can, to- you can make good money, though." But that's the thing. So then I'm like, okay, how does it work? They're like, oh, you pay a fee yearly to maintain your union credits. And then that, and I think it's like 2000 bucks a year or something. It's something, yeah. And then they don't give you gigs, but then you're allowed doing union gigs. I'm like, how the fuck, why would I pay for It's the cost of entry. Doing- that's what it is. It's the cost of entry. That's, that's what it is. It, I'm pretty sure you just described the fucking, la, la Sagra, like, La Familia. La Sagrada right? Familia. Oh, the, the wrong one. Yeah, I got confused. <laughs> yeah the whole family it's the same like you pay someone and then they come collect their points they collect their points you see they collect their fucking uh what's the expression their pound of flesh their pound of flesh yeah they come get their money they always get their money by the way (laughs) (laughs) but i know i i avoid union projects uh because most of my work is commercial they don't so your work commercial games. is like small businesses that approach you or even medium-sized businesses so or like you need be, promo videos. It used to be, I used to do a lot of like, they come up, the, we need a video. What do you sell? This is what you sell. I find out about, about the company. I make them a promo video. They pay me, I leave. That's what it yeah. was when I started. I would do like, I don't know, at the beginning, maybe one or two videos a month. And they would take not me bad. forever long because yeah, it's not bad. Now it's become, it's different now. Like, especially after COVID, like we were always going there, but we got there faster because of COVID. Um, people don't want one video. People need like content. Yeah. So what I've had, like the last two big contracts I had, because I'm a freelancer, have been uh, like content machine jobs. Like we bring you in, you do everything. You make our videos, you take our photos, you come up with ideas. Uh, and like I, I stayed, one of them I stayed for like, uh, 18 months one for six i'm in oh, talks wow. with a, i'm in talks with another company now like it's not a long contract like i don't know it might end up we might love working together and they might keep me on but like it's not even official yet like knock on wood kind of thing uh we're negotiating to see like what not a, not about money but like what can i make for them because the like what they sell is so ambiguous it's not <laughs> sexy at all it's like cloud services for no no no. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what they do. I have no issue. Like, I know they watch the show, so <laughs> um, they they're financial advisors. Okay. Right. Okay. So like, it, it's not like a, a sexy coffee mug that I can just no, of course go, not. Wow, from different yeah. angles. Yeah. Like, there has to be a purpose. So there's a lot of thought process that goes into that, and it's not always easy. And people always tell me like, "Don't you miss making movies?" And yes, the answer is yes, a hundred times yes, but. I'm making little mini movies now because when I was doing one video, it's not a movie. Now that I'm making like long form over months content, there's stories in there. I've worked with people in the past where like you, you produce the product, you give them a a great product and you're like, okay, what are you going to do with this gem? And he's like, should I smother it in shit and like leave it on the side of the counter here? And you're like, Oh, that hurts a bit. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's one thing that always breaks my heart. I always, I always, whenever I negotiate a, with a client, I always, unless I trust their marketing team, I always try to be like, look, I won't charge you extra, but let me do the distribution. They're like, no, no, okay. we got it. I was like, no, 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 let me do it. Let me, let me do it. They're like, why? So you can charge us through the fucking pay-per-clicks and take a cut. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like you make you make something, right? And you're like, I want people to yeah. see this. And you give it to them and they take it and they're like, fuck it, I'm throwing this drawer. Okay. And then they call a month later, they're like, we're not selling anything. I was like, what'd you do with the video? We put it yeah. uh, on the on the Facebook. And you're yeah. like, okay. All okay, right. that's right. Did you, did you advertise? I've had clients who really know how to use the videos. And I was like, wow, I cannot believe how many views we have. They're like, bro, we're getting calls. And they're like, I'll have the Suvlaki Yiro from the video. But I was like, Great, that's, that's fucking amazing. Well, that's that's what you want to hear. And uh, the example with Helper, uh, it's just they they were trying to do it organically. So it wasn't like a mixed strategy where you push some advertisement with videos mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's not too late, anyways. We still have a partnership that's going on, yeah. and they they were trying to do too much at the same time. So 
we took a step back and now they're going to try to reorganize it. That's a good idea because they're short clips, they're efficient, they're catchy, and yeah. you can use them anywhere. I like the editing you guys did in the uh, in the last one on the balconies. Well, the balconies, that's what we... Uh, I was like, oh, we should fucking fa- learn how to do shit on YouTube. Very nice. Well, very, very nice, nice, very nice. But I was we, impressed. Um, I was like, good, good. We, uh, it's Jacob and I. We shoot, we edit. We I remember hearing you talk about it, actually. Uh, yeah. I guess on one of the Pantelis lives, where you're like, it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. That's it's crazy. Nobody else like, we... Our experience is different, right? When he wants to do a sketch, he writes something, which is like, and he doesn't even take into consideration any of the like you know limitation <laughs> anything nothing he's like make the make this for me i was like what he's like oh, we're shooting tomorrow <laughs> I'll, I'll buy you lunch i was like okay buy, okay let's do it but you know I mean, it's it's a it's a fun it's project fun, it's, it's fun to jump on it and i'm i'm sure like there was the l'armée du salut video where he's like ringing the bell and then decided, oh, like, that uh, honestly that one i wish we had filmed the the making of because the hour before we started shooting with some of the greatest it would have been the greatest like behind the scenes movie ever made because i I don't know if i'm not supposed to tell anyone but i'm gonna do it anyways poseidon was supposed to play pantelis's character and poseidon's character right yeah so he tells me this gives me the script i I only got the script that morning he's like when are we shooting a guano is it simple he goes two pages i'm like okay tomorrow and he gives it to me and i'm reading it i was like who's doing what he tells me i'm like you think poseidon can deliver these lines (laughs) he's like yeah why I go, you're joking, right? I go, there's nuance here. There's big words with five syllables. Like, he doesn't even understand the script. And Poseidon is like, bro, I understand it. Don't be like that. So we start <laughs> like standing that, right, right in this orange little space behind me, like the vestibule. I'm yeah. inside because that's where I have all my equipment, right? Uh, and Poseidon's standing in the doorway and Pantelis on the inside. And he's like, <laughs> like, okay, deliver the lines to me. He's like, hear ye, hear ye. Like, I was like, what the f- what are you doing? And Patel is like, look, man, you're just doing it on purpose now. And they, and, and he wasn't, he just didn't understand it. And yeah. the biggest, the big, I got part of it on video on my phone, but they, he got mad. He like stormed off. So I man, looked at my these... guys, why don't you switch roles and give him the one line? Yeah. And he's like, That's... yeah, fine. We can do that. But it was their, their, their chemistry and not even chemistry. They have this relationship where we did the show in Quebec city and <laughs> as we were driving. They're so different, but they're so similar in the sense they were driving and Poseidon was driving and they had the same reactions. Every time someone will cut in front of us, they would lose their shit at the same time. And they have these, they're so different, but so similar in the sense where it's like a they, father-son they are, relationship. Are 100%. I feel like if Pantelis fell and hit his head, he'd be Poseidon. <laughs> and that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what, it what it is. Uh, like I'm the outlier of the three. Like I'm the odd yeah. man out completely yeah uh, even spiro is like like that too just gets mad about shit like i'm not a hothead i think having kids yeah. kind of mellowed me out though also the like, i used to be have. a bit of like uh why the yeah. fuck did this guy cut me off but like, okay, now, that's like it. i wonder if maybe he got a text message and it was important <laughs> exactly you don't know i mean I it's, it's guys, worth like. it's worth my daughter's life it doesn't i mean maybe yeah, it's yeah. important i mean i still maybe get he... road rage it happens my wife's like don't you ever get out of the car with the baby in the car I was like, what yeah. do you mean? I park, I put it in park. I put it in park. I locked the door. But like, my first the reaction is fuck them. Their first reaction is let's kill them. Like that's yeah, the difference, right? Like let's but actually I, murder him. I never grew up in Park X. I don't have that that Park X thing. Like I've seen that we take were not the of, door. They what? take pictures of like the les plaques and like they try to like we're gonna get this guy, fuck this guy. I don't know if it goes them. that far, man. And if I did know, I wouldn't say. <laughs> Uh, no, me, it's like uh, where I grew up, like we were not the dominant minority. Yeah. Like there were no, there was no safety in numbers. Like if I ran my mouth, some Jamaican guy would have cut me down with a machete at Plamodo Metro. And that's it. No more fill, no hole, no nothing. Yeah, so, yeah no nothing. No nothing. So like, I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I'm also not 6'2 and 6'4 like they are. That's like, very uh, true. When we walked down the, like the other day, well, no, when we moved in, uh, Spiro, Pantelis and Poseidon and my dad were walking down our hallway towards our door, right? And I'm looking and I'm seeing my father, who's not a little guy, looking like a tiny dwarf. Just You're walking. a boy. He's between all of them and Spiro like patted my dad on the shoulder. My dad was like, ooh. Because <laughs> they're all giants in here. It's just me. Yeah, they're all giants. Yeah. 
So uh, what's what's next for you? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna start wrapping this up because I gotta go home before curfew. Or I'm gonna get fucking. Oh fuck! It's true. It's in fifty. Uh, I mean, I'll be okay. I live close. You'll you'll be good. I, okay, so yeah, we'll wrap it up. Uh, hopefully, buying a condo, some commentary podcast, and some shows. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Some I didn't shows. mean like wrap it up right now. I mean, let's start Combo, wrapping it up. Up. Yeah. So we're looking into. We just got. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, hilarious. Panic! Just panic. Like panic because I saw commentary. Jacob Ospian, Pagé. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is so we're um, shows are opening back up. So we're looking into potentially getting back on stage oh, is there an official date well venues are opening uh, march 26th really i venues. didn't know that not restaurants not bars venues yeah venues yeah. the bigger venues yeah, yeah um so we're looking into starting to put on own show together and uh, nice. try to see because we need to figure it out because you have these venues that sit 800 people that take 250 so like you're paying the fee of an 800 seater to get these amount of people. So like financially speaking, does it make, yeah, sense? Doesn't make uh, sense? So we might have to go with like, let's say a residency of a month where every Saturday in a smaller venue or yeah. uh, depending what we'd be looking into people, that. People would be open to stuff like that. People are desperate for some kind of live. We did a show in Sherbrooke last week. Jacob yeah. and I, he was, he was headlining. I was opening up for him. You were inside, not allowed to drink. You had to have your masks on and people were on fire. They were so happy to be out of the house. I mean, I don't, I don't know all the science behind COVID, but I feel like a bunch of people in a closed room laughing fucking hysterically is maybe a bad idea. <laughs> but they had their masks on. Sure. Yeah. Cool. We're good. Yeah, they were yeah. good. Oof. I'm good. Yeah. Well, yo, we, we, <laughs> did, we did shows. <laughs> from, we, did side, sh- <laughs> we did shows throughout the whole summer. In multiple types of venues. Yeah, of course. I haven't heard of an inclusion in any of these venues. Yeah, because it was in the summer. I mean, as long as we're in the hotter months, it seems like we're fine. Apparently. I guess we'll have to wait and see and hope that uh, enough people actually, are vaccinated by... Uh, I actually got my vaccine appointment. You got it. I'm part of the... the uh, What's it called? Um, they're doing a pilot project for a neighborhood for parents. And my kids go okay. to school in the neighborhood. So I looked at okay. my wife. Are we doing this? She's like... I was like, do we, are we terrified of COVID? She goes, I'm not, not terrified of it. I'm like, yeah, me too. She goes, do you want to get a new vaccine? I go, only if it's the super science one. I want that one. Not AstraZeneca. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I just don't want like, I want something new. I don't want the yeah. stuff that we've been using for 20 years. If I'm going to take a chance, I'm going to take a chance. Yeah. And uh, I have no idea. But the thing is, you don't know what you're going to get, right? But that's, that's the thing. You don't know what you're going to get. And even I have the same feeling with my girlfriend. We were discussing it. And I'm, I want my parents to take it. But I'm like, do I take it? Do I not take it? Is it like I'm I'm in this situation? Where I'm I get not sure. the I get the flu shot, and I'm not particularly terrified of the flu, right? Like, okay. It's not like I'm scared the flu's gonna kill me. I still get it because it's a pain in the ass. I mean, yeah. in that regard, I'm like, yeah, I'll get it. Like, I know, like we talk about on the morning show sometimes. They're like, no, no, we're not doing it. Yeah. The funny thing was when my turn came up early, I was like, oh, I mean, oh, my wife. Yeah, this, I go. It's I, real I, I was gonna get it. But I was hoping like five, six million people would get it first. Exactly. You know, like, ah. Ooh. And, then, and then we tried to book it and they were all booked. We're like, ah, we missed our chance. But then I was pissed. I was like, I missed my chance. So when they yeah. opened up more days, I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Whatever. At this point, if you're thinking of doing it, fuck it. Just go for it. I mean, yeah, the, the vaccine is not going to develop more within the next three weeks. Like, it's not going to make a difference. No, nothing's going to change. Uh, nothing's nothing's going to change in the end. And if you were already planning on doing it, I mean, be on the safe side. But it's ridiculous, by the way. My my girlfriend's uh, grandma got her vaccine two weeks ago, and her second appointment is like end of June. Yeah, I, I had a doctor on a few weeks ago. I don't know if you watched it, uh, and he basically said that it was the recommendations of Pfizer, but like clinical, like clin- uh, clinicians, what do you call them? I forget the people who like the actual doctors, not the people who develop them. The people yeah. who like, monitor the studies were like, you can. You cannot get it any less than 21 days. Like they can't be closer. You'll get sick because it's too okay. much too soon. But like, yeah. there's no like, it's a booster. Oh, like okay. There's no okay. Okay. I mean, vaccines like the idea of a booster is not a new thing. Like I get vaccine boosters like for tetanus when I cut myself. I think there was like for kids born uh, like 80 to 87. There was like a measles booster that we had to get like 10 years ago because like 
we were waning, our immunity was wearing off or something. Yeah. I mean, I've had hundreds of vaccines in my life. Why this one would be any different, I don't know. If it means we can all come watch you guys do live shows again, then fuck it, let's do it. Then shoot care. me up my dick, let's fucking get to work. I mean, maybe I'd, I'd, la- I'd prefer to never laugh again. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Emil, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it's been a very random episode. I, 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 as you can tell, I don't have any structure. It's not like I have a list. It's just fucking that. free flow. Uh, if you guys want to make some fucked up random videos, you and Jacob, I'm down. I'll, I'll do it. Let's shoot the shit. Let's, uh, let's want, sit down. I mean, let's brainstorm. Because you guys amuse me and you, and you, make, you tickle my fancy. Perfect. Let's no, take all your fancy. Like, you know, just like a little. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruin more. your relationship with each other. I'm just saying I'm down to help. Because uh, I see the hustle. I, I respect the hustle. That's what I respect. Very I mean, appreciated. You're, you're six months away from Abba and Preach, in my opinion. Because uh, like... We're one point... One point... Uh, fuck the metrics. Don't say metrics. Don't even say it. Don't say it. Fuck the metrics. I won't say it. I won't say it. Fuck they the exploded when they changed their approach. Their content was always good. It was always fucking good. Yeah. It was always current. It was always everything. The second they decided, like, we're going to go hard... You saw it. It paid off. It, yeah. as, long, as long as the content is good and you're consistent, that's why nothing happens for me, man. I'm not consistent. I haven't done a show in three weeks. But I have a job. You gotta get like, back to work. just something I do, man. True. There's a you difference know, in doing something that you love for the fact that you love it and then working on the side. I'd rather put out two less podcasts a month if it means that those podcasts are good. Like, fuck the and algorithm. That's... Fuck everything. Because it's not like I'm working a job that I hate. I love my job. I'm that, okay. and that's the, if I never got the podcast again, I'd be okay. I'd just do my job. That's the key to life, by the way. People are able to find a job that they love doing and doing these types of projects, not mm-hmm. for the fame, not for the sponsors, not for, for the, the money. For the cloud, bro. Or the clout. Do it for the love of it. That's it. That's yeah. It. The only thing I would add, because I'm older than you and I feel like I should give you advice, is it's good if you get paid to do it. It helps. Always. <laughs> Always. It All helps. Helper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this episode was not sponsored by Helper because they've never reached out to me. Uh, ML Corey, guys, I don't know any of his stuff like ads and things, so it'll be at the bottom. Um, this episode was brought to you by us, the two of us. We are the sponsors of this episode. Nobody paid us to be here. Uh, if you want, you can purchase the art behind him. We're going to have it's probably leaking. an auction. It's leaking for on my desk. Well, I know it's dried now. So, uh, you know, fill my hole. My name is Phil Balabanos. I hate signing off. Google it, Spotify it, iTunes it, put it on the internet, you know? Balabanos.com for more information. I will see you guys the next time I decide to do an episode. <laughs> you can listen to Fill My Hole. This podcast is available on YouTube in its full video form. If you're lazy and you don't want to Google it and you don't want to search on YouTube, balabanos.com, hit the podcast section. You can subscribe directly to the RSS feed there. My name is Phil Balabanos, and I'll see you next time.